St. John. St. John. Chapter 19, verse 25. Now, there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour, and from that hour, that disciple took her home or took her unto his own home. Mom, Mom. it's about you. Mom, it's about you. Sorry we're late. Because we had all year. But thank God for Anna Mae Jarvis, who was responsible for campaigning across the world to provide for us a point of emphasis and reference to the one like no other that God has placed into the world to be a womb from which we all emerge, a womb. Mary offered her womb to be a home for Jesus so that she might give forth to the world a savior. Mary, the mother that most in society really don't know what to do with. Some revere her above Jesus. I don't think it should be so. But I do believe she deserves to be revered. Because had she not given him birth, then he would have never lived. So he could die. So that we might have a savior. Mary. And so I'm going to be talking to mothers because I agree with William Stuart Ross when he said, the hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. The single most important individual in the world is a mother. In fact, whether you realize it or not, the church is a mother. And Paul declared that she's the mother of us all. The church, motherhood, this blessing of maternalism, that 
which causes us to become. The work of a mother is the foundation upon which all other work will be established. One mother was asked at one point to come and meet with an expert. And when she got into the presence of the expert who happened to have been a sociologist, the question was asked him, sir, how soon should I start training my child? And the expert said, well, how old is your child? He said, oh, my child is two. He said, hurry home. You've already lost two years. Train up a child in the way that he should go. And while many women, and I'm all for women, accomplishing their full potential in society, but somehow we reached a point where it looked like you were in a deficit position to have to remain home to raise your own children. I'm going to say it again. I'm saying that for a while it looked like you were in a deficit position as a woman because you didn't go out into the career world, but you stayed home to raise your own children. Part of our problem is other people have raised our own children. So somebody ought to celebrate mothers who were committed to not only giving birth, but to training up their own children. Context of my text as I move there quickly is to be found on a hill far away beyond the city wall, a hill called Golgotha, a hill we call Calvary. That's why I appreciate uh, the wonderful way in which Luke put it when he, in chapter 23, verse 33, he says there, he says, and when they were come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him. Truth of the matter is that the Hebrews were not in the business of crucifying. The crucifixion of Jesus was the work of the Romans. But we cannot deny that it was the Jews that insisted upon it. They didn't perform it, but they wanted it to happen. No, they were not there driving the nails in his hand and in his feet. They were not there putting the crown of thorns on his head. No, they were not there. But yes, they were there. Because they were the ones that insisted upon it. It's amazing how people will give themselves very skillfully and cunningly to others to do what they really want done, but don't have the courage to do themselves. So then the Romans crucified Jesus, but at the behest of the Jews. 
it is to that particular context that I want us to focus our attention right now. Because Calvary is more than just a place where you and I have the fountain open for sin and uncleanness. Calvary is more than a place where they executed criminals. Calvary is a place where we can truly discover what life is all about. What we receive from Calvary is more than a religious experience. If you watch closely, you'll see that it's possible to get some social skill. To understand what it is to live in community. All at Calvary. Come with me. You'll see it as I raise the curtain on this particular scene in the drama at crucifixion. Notice that this particular scene is graphically set forth. I believe that it began with an assault. Say an assault. An assault, an assault is a violent attack on some victim. I see assault there. And in fact, if you read in Isaiah's prophecy, you'll read there that Isaiah gives us a, uh, I would have to say, uh, a scene-by-scene description of what would happen. But when he writes it in Isaiah chapter 53, read it sometime. And you'll see that it reads in past tense. He was bruised. He was wounded. Everything that you read there in Isaiah that was written 700 years before Christ. But yet you see the drama scene after scene played out with, with amazing accuracy to prophecy. Pause, Pastor, okay? I wonder if you've given any thought that your life is a prophecy. I wonder if you've ever thought of the fact that your life right now is on track with some prophecy. Things don't just happen. Many of the things that occur in your life and my life, we fail to recognize that there is a master orchestrator of everything. So that no matter what I go through, since I have been called according to his purpose, then everything that happens to me is going to end up working out for my good. And I'm on my way. I'm traveling, I'm journeying, because there is purpose on every life that comes into the world. Before I formed you, I knew you. Before you settled in that womb, I sanctified you. And before you came forth out of it, I ordained you to be a prophet. Somebody want to thank God for doing all that stuff for you. 
The assault was necessary. The assault is the only way for us to have a sacrificial lamb. I know my theme is about mama. But we can't really appreciate mama until we appreciate what mama did. Mama was the source that God used to bring the Savior. <laughs> and he's still looking for mothers to produce saviors. Because society hasn't stopped. I told someone just the other day, but this is a debate about me being, uh, 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 not me, but everybody in the world, all, all the human, human folk came from apes. And, you know, it's, it's nonsense now. It's just, it just reaches the place where it's just utterly ridiculous. Because apes are still having apes. <laughs> and we're watching them have them. Hmm? And human beings are still producing humankind. Somebody ought to stop right now and just say, it's a lot of foolishness. <laughs> Trying to confuse the minds of people and weak folk fall for it. But I know that when God got ready to create a society, God said he created man in his image and in his likeness. And then if you keep reading in Genesis, it says, and he gave us dominion over every other thing on this earth. Scripture. I have a, a pastor that wrote me from the Philippines. And one of the things that he said, the reason why I'm appreciating the ministry that comes to me from the chapel of the anointing. And he said, not just me, but there are many other pastors in the Philippines that are observing and being blessed through the ministry and reason why we're so blessed is because you preach the word Amen. and not gimmicks. Amen. So regardless to how folk receive you there, know that you are being received in the Philippines. Amen. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Do you remember that when Jesus was being dedicated in St. Luke chapter 2, the Bible says that Simeon said something to Mary that he did not say to Joseph. He said that the day will come when a sword shall pierce your soul. Oh, you're all happy about this dedication and the kind of lunch we're going to have after and all that. No, 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 no. But I'm going to tell you, down the road, a sword will pierce your soul. And I, I, I just think it's so awesome when you stop and look at all of this and you observe that Isaiah... And not only Isaiah, but just stay in John. 
And even in the book of John, you're going to hear, I think around 40-something there, it, you're going to see that a sword that was born by a Roman soldier pierced his side. I said a sword pierced his side. But another sword, oh my God, pierced his mother's soul. It was a sword of being able to sit there or stand there and watch her baby being brutally executed. Folks, no mother deserves to be put in that position. But there have been the whispers. She had seven of them sons and watched them all get killed. She had such a spirit of motherhood until she said, well, you may hang them, but I'm not leaving. And she made her bed right there. And when the fowl of the air would come to destroy the, the carcasses and, and the corpse of her sons. She would chase them away. Are you listening to me? Risper. Mothers have been put in a position where many of them are suffering for what they did not do. Be, but because it's you, they suffer too. Oh, you didn't get that. They didn't do it, but because of their connection with you, they're suffering. Mary watched it, and she was suffering as she watched her son suffer. And can you hear it with every ring of the hammer? Can you hear it with all of the insults? Can you hear it? Can you hear his words? Four of them had already by this time, the time of this text, had been expressed. And the very first one was, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So then the assault was a difficult thing to observe. Who stands around observing their loved one being brutally? Brutally beaten, spat on. I was driving down the road the other day. Somebody passed me and just and spat right at my car. Now, what you gonna do when someone says, "Now, uh, there's a person down the road here." They just had an accident, and, and they're in the hospital, and, and, and somebody needs to go and have prayer because it don't look like they're going to make it. But, but maybe you can catch them in the nick of time, and, and then you find out it's the same person. Where are you going? Where are you going? I've been put in that position so many times. But when you understand that whatever we go through, 
is nothing to compare with what Mary had to endure in watching her son being brutally. His was an ignoble cross. His was an ignoble cross. In other words, it was the worst case of abuse, dishonor, and disrespect. Sometimes we see things too neat. You don't see Jesus with a tie on or dressed nice. They stripped him. Come on now. They stripped him. And they threw over him a scarlet piece of material. Just threw it over him. But, but they stripped him. And he had to walk through the city struggling with his cross. And he did it. I said, he did it. I said, he did it. It wasn't even his cross. But he did it. I said, he did it. And then they nailed him to it. But it wasn't just him that was being nailed. It was somebody else that the nails should have been going into. If you don't know who I'm talking about, it's you. And it's me. Because we were the ones that were guilty. We were the ones that committed the sins. We were the ones that were the wretched ones. We were the ones. But Jesus took our place. So when you're strutting your stuff, just remember, you wouldn't be where you are had not he done what he did. Thank you for viewing Concepts for Living. If you would like a CD, DVD, or download the entire message, go to our website, www.fcogchapel.org. We would like to hear from you. Please send an email for prayer or send a praise report on how God is blessing you through this program. We invite you to join us again for another Concepts for Living.